All right. I love my job. I really, really do. But there are a few other jobs I would leave this one for. And one of them would be Keeper of the Cup. To me, it sounds like an absolutely amazing gig. And I'm sure everybody wants this job. Simply put, you're the guy in charge of the Stanley Cup. Like Stanley Cup goes somewhere, you're the guy that takes it there. Uh, just just think of the stories. Um, it is, in fact, somebody's job. That somebody is Philip Pritchard, and he's been doing it for a long time. He's the Hockey Hall of Fame vice president and the curator or keeper of the Cup. Philip, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate your time today. Hey, it's always great chatting. And you know what? I, I listened to your intro there and I think every job, as long as you love it, is a great job. And how can and you, you love yours and I love mine? How so can you not love yours, ball. right? <laughs> I get to hang out with winners. <laughs> how did you get that job? Everybody wants to know, how do you become the keeper of the cup? Well, I wish my wife was here with me right now because she would tell you that I was at the wrong spot at the wrong time. I should have been a hockey player. You make more money that way. <laughs> like, did you, you apply know what? We all know it's not always about money. It's about the love of what you do and... I'm thrilled to say I don't think I've ever worked a day in my life, but don't tell anyone that. I just love being part of the game. Well, yeah. I mean, who, who wouldn't? But, like, there was – you almost – you didn't create the job, but you didn't answer a want ad either, right? You I mean, it came out of the work that you were doing. Yeah, so true. And and it, it's like that with so many things in, in sport and hockey. There's not really a, a timeline dedication. It kind of evolves over time. And this position's kind of evolved through the Hockey Hall of Fame, and it's our from our preserving and conserving hockey history that we felt the cup should be preserved and conserved more than it was. And not that it was being mistreated, but we wanted it to have the respect that it deserves and it, it so rightly honors with. So, I mean, tell me how it works. Because you don't go everywhere the cup goes. You've, there must be other keepers of the cup, right? Like, you're, it's in Edmonton, but Philip Pritchard is not in Edmonton, right? Correct. I'm, I'm home this weekend. Actually, I have a wedding to go to tomorrow. So I'm missing this one. <laughs> but 20 years ago when you had the outdoor game, when it was kind of the unofficial first outdoor game, we yep. were part of that, and we'll be part of the next one as well. Okay. You've been all over the world. I mean, I mean, every guy on every winning team gets a day with the cup to go where they want, and they usually take it home. So you've literally been almost all over the world, right? I, you know what's funny is... In uh, last month in September, we went to Australia with the Stanley Cup for the first time. We went below the equator, and it was a huge deal for hockey. Uh, the L.A. Kings, the Arizona Coyotes, yeah. opened training camps there. And hockey's played in, I think it's 95-plus countries around the world now. They don't all, they're not all freezing countries. They're not, they don't all have natural ice. A lot of them have man-made ice, and, and that's what it was in Australia. But the support there was amazing. So that main country, I think, was country 33 that we've been to with the Stanley Cup now, which is pretty amazing for a Canadian sport to have that much impact on the world of sport. Uh, you got to love it. What's what's the best place you've been? Can you pick one? Uh, you know what? I, I really I really loved Slovenia with Anzi Kopitar's day. He lived in, uh, just off Lake Bled in Slovenia. It's beautiful there. Uh I, Finland, I'm a big fan of. I, I love the saunas. I love the the outdoor life there. It's hard to narrow one down, and it's it's hard to beat Canada because coast to coast, our country offers everything and everything in between it too. So I, I love going out every day and and meeting the family and friends and seeing their 
their community and, and seeing what impacts them. And that that's what makes them great. That's the thing. When you take the Stanley Cup, and you've probably been in almost every small town in this country, and I imagine like that's, I think, you know, if you're taking that to small town Alberta, you're bringing the Stanley Cup to town. That That's bigger than the Queen coming, you know what I mean? Like, that's as big <laughs> as it gets for Canadians. You must be a rock star everywhere you go in this country. <laughs> you know what? It, it's true. And, and Canadians as a whole, we're very proud of our our uh, towns and cities, but we're equally as proud as the hometown arena, which, as we yeah. know, every little community <laughs> has one, and that's kind of the center of town. So when we roll in with the Stanley Cup and they do a community event, and, and all Canadians do that, they share it with beyond their family. They share it with c- community. And to get a chance to meet and hear their stories and hear, meet the community, it, it's amazing. It, it does put a smile on your face all day long. So you took over this gig in 1988, and you're you're officially the keeper of the cup. But in June of 1990, uh, I was an 18-year-old kid in Edmonton, Alberta, and I know that the cup was Marc Messier's and Marc Messier's alone, at least yeah. for a while. I mean, that thing showed up all over town. I don't remember seeing you in Fast Eddie's that night, but he was there with the cup. Um, so there's a time where you sort of have to hand it over, right? Or are you constantly always within arm's reach of that thing? Well, back then in 1990, it's funny you mentioned that one because that was Edmonton, Boston. That's when yep. the uh, power went out That's and all right. that stuff and Peter Klima's goal and everything. So we were part of all that. But back then, we didn't really stay with it like okay. they do okay. now. And not every guy on the team got it back then. The big guys got it. The Messies, the Coffees, yeah. the uh, the Currys would have got it then. And before that, the Gretzkys and, and so on and, and that. So it wasn't until 1995 that actually everybody on the team got a chance to take the cup home. And it was through the work of the the Board of Governors, the trustees, and the National Hockey League that they understood the game was much more than the team on the ice. Sure, It was the friends and families. It was the pizza guy. It was the Zamboni driver in his town that let him stay out there. And they those all play a role in why that player succeeded. So we, got, we figured out a way how we can get the chance for everyone to take up take the cup home and along the way we kept arguing or not shouldn't say arguing that's probably not the right word uh we kept stressing the respect factor of what it deserves and what it represents and ultimately we just stayed with it and are with it all the time now do you and i'm wondering i mean there's stories i'm sure you can't tell like do you is that just a, a thing of trust between you and the players do you have to sign a non-disclosure because i imagine there's things that have happened with that stanley cup that you could never tell um how does that work yeah i mean i think the great thing about the players is when we're with them on the day i'm not talking to them about that penalty they got or the save they made or that like they're they're a good old kid bringing the cup home and we're celebrating with them. So obviously they've had enough of, hey, do you remember that moment in that yeah, game? Yeah. If they yeah. want to talk about it, great. But I, I never talked to them about that. We talked to them about how where they grew up and their buddies. And and that's what makes it great because, after all, they're, they are hockey players, but they're all Canadians or they're all wherever they're from. And, and they love ta- sharing their stories about their growing up. What an amazing career you've had philip and if you if ever if you ever need someone to to fill in for a weekend or something you know how to find me i'd be more than happy to jump in 
Well, well, you did it in 1990, so 33 <laughs> years later, you're, you're, you're a natural. Awesome. Philip, thank you so much. I appreciate your time.